Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Welcome, uh, everybody, to Guest Thursday, and uh, we continue our uh, cliffhanger that we left last time uh, with uh, Josh and Emily Riccone from Delaware, uh, close to Maryland Beach, and uh, they love the beach. Uh, so, Kathy, I know you're excited to uh, have uh, uh, your children again come on board, and uh, that's going to be going to be fun. Absolutely. Um, if we, uh, this goes actually back. Uh, many, many months ago, they were on and just shared their story of how they met and how they came to know Christ uh, together, or not together, but how they came to know Christ and then uh, became married and started their job. And uh, actually, when we left the last time, this is uh, several months ago, uh, there was, we alluded that Emily was having some new opportunity to do things and she just couldn't get into the detail of it at the moment, uh, but now she can and uh, it is, one heck of a story. So, uh, yeah. uh, I know Kathy's been excited about it because she, she's been, uh, as we've been prepping uh, for the uh, having you guys on, <laughs> she she said, "Now uh, this is going to be an amazing story. You got to you know make sure you get ready for it." You know, like okay, this will be fun. So, welcome you guys. Uh, thank you again for uh, joining us. And uh, why don't you, if you can, kind of walk us back from when we left you a couple months ago of. Yeah, what were you what were you involved with, and then all the things that happened uh, as God led you into His will? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Um, yeah. So at the time that we left last time, I was working at Mastercard. I was a completely remote settlement analyst, um, working out of the St. Louis office. Um, we had lived there at one point before we moved here. Um, could, and could, you have, contract... could you have gotten me a 0% interest? <laughs> <laughs> Doubtful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, sadly it doesn't work like that. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, but yes, I, my contract was set to expire um, multiple times, actually. Um, God continued to extend my contract, um, I think, four separate times. Mm-hmm. Um, and this last one that was coming up, um, when we were on the call, um, actually, no, I think there was a couple more extensions after yeah. that, but, um, but I met, I'm going to start over. <laughs> so in October <laughs> of last year, um, I, we were going to church. Um, it was a guest presentation at our church. We had no idea that this was coming. Um, and a woman named Yolanda Slabaugh, um, was preaching that morning. Um, and sharing just a little bit about her nonprofit ministry, um, how God led her to create that 501c3, um, what it, what they do, what, um, what they're hoping to do in the future, um, and just a little bit about how God led them through that. And um, it was beautiful. I had never heard um, a nonprofit organization 
speak so much to we are led by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We ask God what to do. He tells us what to do. We do it. Um, and I had been involved in Christian ministry before, but I had never heard the leadership talk like that. Mm -hmm. um, at, like we abide in our relationship. I had never heard a, a nonprofit abide mm -hmm. like that. Um, and it, it grabbed my heart. And at the time, um, the Lord was laying it on my heart that MasterCard wasn't forever. I knew that, um, but that my time was coming soon where he would um, transition me out of that role and into something here. Um, but we didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, I had dreams, of course, um, but they were surrendered to the Lord and he knew what they were. Um, and so it was just a waiting game of, okay, God, we know that you're going to call me out of this eventually. Show me when it's time to apply to a job and what job to apply to. And until Can then, I we pause you real up. quick um, and just back up just to give a little background for those. This is the proud mom in me. I know our proud mother-in-law <laughs> in me, but to, to back up and give a little context, Emily graduated from Baylor, top of her everything she did. I mean, she was absolutely stunning as a student and professors adored her, you know, jobs that all kinds of things that could have opened up. And she was so surrendered. This was just the most beautiful thing. She was so surrendered and so in unity that, that Joshua's job is where we're supposed to be letting take the lead. And so she actually graduated a semester earlier than Josh and really put her career on hold and just trusted God to provide. And he did very faithfully provide and continued even as they transitioned through multiple locations as he did training and internships and all of this, knowing she couldn't land something specifically. And so, and the reason I bring this up is this is the beginning of the story is such a picture of Rich and I talk a lot about when you're in that liminal space between what God has promised and where you're, where you're at right now though, and you're still in the waiting of it. And Emily sat gracefully and beautifully surrendered in this liminal space for quite a time um, as he unfolded this, where the promises were given, but she just had to go step by step and trust. And, and even though the jobs were good provision for her in the moment, not her dreams, not what she pictured and not what she felt passionate purpose for, but what she felt like God said, step into this, just wait, it's coming, just wait, it's coming. So it is a beautiful picture of the liminal space. And then as Yolanda shows up in October, all of a sudden we see things start to unfold. So now pick up again. I just wanted to give a little background there. That's great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were, we've been waiting for a year at this point. Um, and so we're just waiting for God to speak. He hadn't yet. We showed up on Sunday. She gave her um, talk about Zoe Ministries. And I can't even claim credit for this. I was not aware at all about what God was doing. I was just in my head, like, I'm just waiting forever. I'm just waiting. You know, it, it can't be anytime soon. Um, and Josh was like, Em, you should go talk to her and see if they're hiring. Um, and I was like, Oh yeah, I should. Um, <laughs> so, um, so we walked up to the front and I introduced myself. I told her a little bit about who we were, um, where we came from, what my position looked like, and that I knew God was calling me out of it soon, just didn't know in what capacity and are you hiring? Um, and her response was, yes, we are hiring. Um, we don't post our job postings online because we trust God to bring us the people when it's time. Um, so I'd love to set up a call with you to talk about, you know, what you, what you're interested in, what your background is, um, maybe see if there's a place for you here. Um, and let's do that. And I was like, 
wow, okay, yes, let's do that. Um, does, she, does, she, does she pay God a retaining fee? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other thing that was funny about the timing of all that was we were the next weekend we were traveling. I can't remember why we were, I think we were coming to see you guys, mom. I can't remember Probably. when it was, but, but we were traveling the next weekend. We weren't going to be home. And that was the weekend that Yolanda was scheduled to go speak at solid ground at our church. Um, and it was just supposed to be five minutes at the end of the service to say, Hey, you know, you guys already support us. This isn't like a, you know, asking for a donation or anything. This is just me coming to say, thank you so much. Like you've supported us through COVID. Here are the results of that. We're so grateful for you. It was going to be five minutes and she was going to take off. And instead something fell through and our pastor called her and was like, Hey, would you be interested in coming a week early? And she was like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. And he said, great. Also, can you speak the entire time? <laughs> well, all, you know, hour, hour and a half, whatever it was, was, Yol was given to Yolanda for her to speak on all this. And we get to the end of it and we're, we're like halfway through listening to her. And all of a sudden Jesus just like taps on my shoulder and is like, Hey, like Emily needs to go ask if they're hiring. And so then the rest of the sermon, I'm like focused on that. Like I'm, I'm mostly tuned out, right? Like I'm, I'm thinking about that. And then I'm watching as she's talking, as Yolanda's talking through all these aspects of the organization. And I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Like, this is cool. Like, this is, and, and didn't really make a ton of practical worldly sense, but made a lot of God sense, right? Like you, you saw the pieces that he was weaving mm -hmm. together. And so, so I'm just sitting there like giddy the whole time. Like, this is going to be so cool. Emily has no idea I'm thinking any of this service ends and i'm like hey like you have to go ask her if they're hiring and so she walks up and and then sure enough you know all of that happens to y'all and yolanda says yeah we don't advertise it we're you know and so then we tell yolanda about how we weren't even supposed to be at the same service that she was speaking at and all this and so it was just a really neat uh lead up into the rest of this process yeah definitely sweet confirmation early on um that we were walking within god's will and that he had something sweet here um whether it was a job or just a friendship sure. um but we scheduled that call for the next friday um we hopped on she did not ask me a single quali qualification did not ask me to see a resume not even what school did i go to i mean she she was like so how how'd you get to know jesus Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> how, do, how do you walk with him? What does your relationship with him look like? <laughs> um, just asked me so much about my my walk with the Lord. Um, and then after 30 minutes, she was like, so here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy. Um, let me give you a little bit of background first. So Zoe Ministries of Delaware is a anti-human trafficking organization. Mm -hmm. um, we are the only one of its kind in Delaware. Um, Delaware is a hot spot for sex trafficking specifically, but all kinds of, all forms of trafficking. Um, we have the beaches, the I-95 corridor, um, and there's no there's no real infrastructure to catch them and the traffickers know that. Um, and so it's a lot less risky to traffic your um, your victims in Delaware than it is in any surrounding state. Um, and em Emily, so uh, a lot of people don't, don't really identify with any of this per se. So could you share, could you share the magnitude of this that is uh, what's going on in, in the state, in the country, the world? It's way, way, way beyond anything that we would even imagine. It's like, nah, can't it can't be that. You know, share a little bit about the the what it exactly is and the magnitude of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's heartbreaking when you find out what's really going on. Um, I, like so many others at the beginning of this process, um, thought human trafficking happened across country borders and yeah. third world countries. Um, 
and that they were being kidnapped and smuggled. Um, and I didn't know what purpose they were being, you know, put into. I just thought that's what that was. Um, I quickly learned that is not the case. Um, there are a an estimated 300,000 child victims Ugh. of sex trafficking in the United States every year. And oh, that's, man. that's probably a very conservative estimate, to be honest, because most of it happens online and most of it is not reported. Um, but what, what happens is in the United States, um, either a man will befriend um, a young woman or a young boy, um, begin to build a relationship with them, whether online or in person, um, and then all of a sudden that flip is, uh, that switch is flipped and it's, Hey, you've got to help, help. You've got to help pay the bills now, you know, to keep, you know, hanging out with me or to keep living this life that we're living if they run away with them. Um, and it's grooming process. It's right. intentional. Right. Um, and it's, um, a victim is either forced fraud, frauded or coerced into it. So it can be very subtle. I mean, these, these young girls, um, as young as four or five years old on through 19, um, these victims that are being sold repeatedly every day to men, to sex buyers, um, for God knows what. Um, and you yeah, said it I mean, even starts in the family often that the, the young ones, that it's family families, yes. members that are trafficking them. Yeah. Mm. Traffickers can look like any single one of us. Um, they can be attending church. They can go to, they can be at the grocery store. They can be a family member. They can be a school friend. They can be an uncle, um, a boyfriend, um, anyone, um, anyone is, there's no one type for a trafficker. Um, and basically, um, yeah, these, these young children are being, um, lied to um, that there's you know a sweet life for them and then um, that's not at all what it ends up being um, and yeah so sex trafficking is is a horrible very nationwide issue um, and it goes under the radar a lot right. people don't realize that it's happening yeah. so close to home yeah, it's it's happening um, everywhere and it's all over the place absolutely <clears throat> and that's part of what Zoe Ministries does is just raise awareness about the issue um, and we have a lot of other programming as well um, for survivors um, and girls that are rescued um, from trafficking. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about what we do. Um, and then to get back to the story of how um, God led me to step into this ministry, um, on that call with Yolanda, um, she said, we're opening a residential facility. Um, we're going to have, you know, six girls come in that were rescued and we are going to house them, give them, you know, clinical therapy, um, all kinds of restorative care um, and services that they need as victims, not criminals, um, and to help them kind of reintegrate back into society. Um, and we're going we're gonna to need staff for that. So I think you'd be a perfect fit for a residential manager position. <laughs> and I laughed at her. That's exactly how I responded. Um, but um, we began a process of um, what turned out to be like a three to four month long interview process where we were just communicating, hey, this is what God has been telling me about this. This is what God has been telling me about this. Um, and I waited. Um, God made it clear that it was not time for me to step out yet. Um, they did not have the funding to bring on staff. Um, and my contract was not up yet. And God told me I was not ready to leave yet. Um, so we just stayed in contact for about four months um, about what it could look like to come on board. Um, and then fast forward to my last contract extension. It was set to end in June. Um, 
and we were getting up close to that. It was in March. Um, and Yolanda said, Hey, so here's the thing. We don't know when we're going to open the residential facility. Um, we're not ready to do that yet. Um, I'm wondering if God is going to take you in a different direction. So let's be praying about that. And we did, we started praying for a week, each of us. And she said, you know, we really need a, a part-time administrative assistant. We're all doing our own admin right now. And it seems like you would be a really good fit for that. You're very detail oriented. That's the kind of stuff that you're good at. Um, what are you, what do you say to a part-time job? Um, and, you know, we prayed about it. We felt like God was absolutely telling me to step into this part-time role as an administrative assistant. Um, but we weren't really sure what that would do for MasterCard. Um, I, I was on a full-time contract with MasterCard and um, we trusted God to provide, but knew that there would be some difficulties if I moved to part-time instead of full-time. Um, and so we were praying about it. And over the course of a few days, really felt like God was saying, ask MasterCard for a part-time contract moving forward. Um, so I did, I asked my boss and he said, we would love to have you if you can stay. I'm gonna to talk to HR. We'll see if we can do it. They came back a week later and said, absolutely. We'll sign you like for a part-time contract, 20 hours a week and 20 hours at Zoe. Um, and that is how I did it for five weeks. Um, and it absolutely was not 20 hours for each job. <laughs> it was much more than that. Um, that was probably the single hardest season I've been through in a very long time. It was extremely busy. Um, I felt like I had monster to-do lists on each side with no time to do any of them. Um, feeling like I was kind of failing at both jobs and I was asking the Lord, I need this to end. I trust you, but I need this to end. Um, and then um, he started laying it on our hearts that change was coming. Um, we didn't know what it was. But well, and in real quick, in that in that season of the, the um, you know, what was it five weeks four mm -hmm. weeks um in those five weeks of running both jobs we both kind of had this sense of okay this is absolutely where god has emily right now but this isn't the full picture of the plan for a couple of reasons one i mean you you referenced it earlier but when emily says like oh yolanda offered me the residential manager job and i laughed at her it's because emily and, and em's fantastic she's brilliant like mom said she you know she graduated i'm gonna brag on you she graduated with an accounting <laughs> degree 4.0 could have gotten jobs at any of the big four and, and you know was recruited and all of that um but chose not to and so would have had her pick of a handful of different jobs um, but even with all that was grossly underqualified to be a residential manager needing a social work background ideally a master's degree in sure. social work <laughs> i mean she didn't even have an undergrad in that so i mean so many underqualifications and God was saying, "Hey, ignore the underqualifications. Like I'm like I'm God. I'm overqualified. Like I'm going to take care of it." Um, and so we heard those promises. And so we're we're standing there looking at the role that she was in at that point of an admin, and she was a little overqualified for that admin role. And we're like, "Okay, like th there's something more here that he's doing, and this isn't you know this isn't the lifestyle that you know he has really called us to in terms of." working these crazy hours, working two jobs to do this. Like, you know, we know that he can provide beyond that and then he's got more for us in this. I mean, he had spoken so many promises specifically that he was, you know, that he was overqualified in this and that we could trust his overqualifications in any of our, or any of Emily's underqualifications like in the role that she was getting brought into. So like, we, we know there's something more here, but we don't see it on the table yet. It must be this residential manager position down the road once this house opens up. 
Um, and then all of what she's about to say happened. Yeah, so um, I had been working part-time, part-time for two weeks. And then um, God shifted the staff um, in Zoe. Um, there was a big shift that happened that um, consequently I was able to step into um, the position I am currently in, which is the full-time director of finance and operations. Um, and that was a really sweet fit to the things that God had laid on my heart um, so long ago of having the mind for numbers. I still don't really get why he asked me to get an accounting degree, but I, <laughs> but I trust that there was a reason for that. And, and I see that tying together even in this role and you know, I, he could use it 20 years from now again, but I see it even in this role of having the heart for people, having a heart for ministry and wanting to be boots on the ground with what God is doing in the earth um, through Christian ministry specifically that I had felt called to my whole life. Um, but pairing that with my training in understanding corporate finance, understanding the ins and outs of the financial statements of an organization. Um, and it was unexpected because um, the shift that happened in the staff should not have happened. That was not something that we were expecting. No one thought it was coming. Um, it surprised everyone and left a huge hole um, in, in the staff and in um, what we were able to do as an organization. Um, but God had me right in that sweet spot, waiting and ready to say yes. Um, and so he gave me a start date. He said, Em, you're gonna step into this role on this date. And until then you are to love MasterCard, give them as much of your, of your ability, of your time as you are able, and then you're walking away um, and you're gonna step into this full time. And so that's what we did. Um, and I began my job here March 28th at the very end of March. So I've been here for a month now. So it's a very long story <laughs> with a very recent kind of tie, yeah, wrap up to it. Um, and I love my job. I love what we do. Um, I hate that we have to do it, obviously. Um, uh, I live for the day that this industry no longer exists. Um, but the sad fact is that you know human trafficking in all of its forms is the second largest criminal enterprise behind yeah. weapon or behind drugs i think mm -hmm. um and this the sad fact of that is that you can only sell a gun or drugs one time um you can sell a body repeatedly yeah um and it's multi tens of billions of dollars mm -hmm. um every year Rich, you'll appreciate uh, Emily was just recently at a NASCAR event, um, raising awareness for trafficking and oh, cool. that as well. Yeah. Great. Which one were you at? Um, Dover, Delaware. Yeah. Um, is um, at Camden Field. What is it called? I can't remember. What Dover it's Downs. Called. Dover Downs. I think that's what it's called. Did you? Uh, uh, did they interview you on the screen, or what? What did they do to help uh, for you to raise the awareness? Do you have a booth or something, or? Yeah, we had a booth. Um, it was in partnership with local law enforcement. We have recently um, gotten a human trafficking specific law enforcement unit in Delaware. Um, and they had a booth and invited nonprofits in the area that um, operate in the sector to come and be part of um, the awareness efforts. Um, and we were able to talk with a lot of people about what the reality of trafficking looks like. Um, and it's um, unfortunate that events like NASCAR actually bring in a large amount of trafficking to the area um, with 
the people coming in to watch the event comes um, the unfortunately the market the demand yeah Mm -hmm. yeah did you uh, uh, probably didn't watch the race you probably heard the race right we tried to get out of there as soon as the race started. To be honest. Yeah. It was loud. Um, I had never been to a NASCAR event before, and I asked probably one of the silliest questions of my life and asking, has it started yet? And they were like, you'll know. Yeah, you'll know. Yeah, you'll know. <laughs> Rich is a big NASCAR fan, yeah, I believe, uh, so he and his uh, grandson. Yeah, they're, uh, they love the speed. And uh, so, uh, uh, so now you're uh, – so you now are um, – uh, management of operations, right? Uh, for the is that for the for the whole ministry. Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, so that was that was fun for us to get to see. I mean, we were talking about earlier with God promising that, hey, there are going to be underqualifications here, but I'm God. I'm overqualified. I'm going to take care of it. It's been fun to see how He wove together Emily's passion and desire for ministry, mm-hmm. uh, and specifically in in you know, this particular um, industry, frankly. Um, but then to also bring in her education background in um, finance and accounting and yeah. to be able to to weave all that together with her passions, but then also say, okay, here's a role that, you know, no 24 year old with a bachelor's degree should be able to step into right. as the director right. of finance and operations. Right. Um, you know, that title and the weight that comes with it, you know, is, is something that would be a decade or two down the line. And God was like, nope, doesn't matter. Like I'm, you know, I'm gonna take Gideon and 300 and go win a war. I can do this with you. Um, and so it's been just really sweet to see those promises that he spoke forever ago come to fruition specifically in ways that we totally did not think were going to apply. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just been a, a really, really sweet journey through all of it. Um, really sweet to see him providing financially by extending that contract so many times in this waiting period. Um, and then frankly getting a, I mean, we thought that her, that Emily stepping into this role was going to be a pay cut because it's nonprofit, but was totally going to be worth it. Um, and ended up being a pay raise from MasterCard, like from moving on from MasterCard, getting a pay raise, which was just a hilarious blessing. Yeah, it's um, so just time and time again, God showing up and, and frankly showing off, saying like, hey, it's yo, that you, Ephesians three twenty, doing immeasurably more than you exactly. can ask or imagine. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, we we know God's good. We know that He's got a plan, and there's a better plan than ours. And we trust that, and we step out in that expectantly. You know, knowing like, hey, yeah. this is going to be better than we think. So our expectations were here. Let's move them up because we know it's God. He's going to do something better. And then he's blowing by those even, mm-hmm. you know, even our, our greater expectations. And right. so it's just been a, a really fun journey. Sweet. Yeah, really. Yeah. I really. do. I think one of the things that just stands out the most to me that I'm hoping is encouraging to somebody who's listening today, though, is that wasn't immediate. That was you yeah. hearing a promise and you staying with him as he walked you into it over a long period period of time where a lot of doubt could enter in and where lots of people, let's be honest, lots of people looking from the outside, you have a degree from Baylor, you have this, why aren't you doing this? Why, why not this? And to the outside world, it did not make sense. Yet you knew what you were hearing from God and you stood in those promises and walked alongside faithfully in that liminal space. And it's just, it's a beautiful story to me of that. So yeah. yeah. And on the other side of it, talk a little bit about, um, you mentioned it a couple times is uh, you could have easily uh, like, you know, Josh, you heard, Hey, a job opportunity uh, with this ministry that's up on the stage. You could have just said, well, God said it. It's it. That's it. Um, we're going to go do that. And, uh, or it's going to be residence programmers. It's going to be that, or how can I do part-time at both? Uh, you could easily have assumed 
at various points, well, of course it's this, and I'll just go do that. But you, you, you approached it the way that God wants us to, which is, yeah, you heard me say something. Uh, walk with me. Uh, I'll let you know uh, about it. Take it step by step. Don't presume anything. Uh, I may have something a little bit different than you think. Uh, the timing, you said you went four months, and interesting enough, the other side of it even said, yeah, you know, we'd love to have you, but why don't we just keep praying and see what God has to say. So talk about your ability to resist, just saying, oh, of course, then that's it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think my ability to resist that came from disappointment um, a few months prior to that, <laughs> when I did apply for a job that God did not necessarily tell me to apply to, and I didn't get it. Um, I was heartbroken. I really felt like that was something that he had for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having that experience coming into my months long conversation with Zoe before I stepped in, um, really gave me that, like God was teaching me M just because I give you an answer doesn't mean that's the end of the conversation. Right, There's no right. period after that, you know, like, yeah. like if you ask, Hey God, is this a job you want me to apply to? And I say, yes, that's not the end of the conversation. Like ask me, you know, when, <laughs> why, um, like keep dialogue open. And what I learned was that even in my genuinely surrendered heart to want to be close to Jesus and know his answer, I was still treating him like a genie because I'd get an answer and then I'd go and I'd forget that there was a conversation to be had even after that. Um, And so going into this, it was, okay, God, um, is this residential manager thing something you have for me? And he was like, yeah, I am right now. Let's keep walking this like keep walking this with me and I just check in um and I think it's it's you know the simplicity uh, not always easy but simplicity of that abiding is it's constant it's not something you pick up and put down every once in a while and just keep picking up and putting down it's you're holding it it's he's with you um it's never something that you let go of and and I think that learning I can just talk to God about this. Like when, when doubts rise in my mind, I don't have to make sure I've spent 30 minutes with the Lord in the word before I ask him a question. Like I can just say, Hey God, like I'm feeling a little disoriented. You know, now Yolanda is saying, I, it's not a residential manager. What do you have for me here? We really felt like we were supposed to step into this. What is it that you have for us instead here? What, what are we not seeing? Um, and he's there in those doubts. He's there. He's there in those questions. And it was, Hey, um, like I asked you to step into this. This is what it looked like it was going to be, but I'm, I'm moving behind the scenes and you can't see what's going on, but keep walking. Right. Um, and I will make it clear when it's time. And until then you're on a need to know basis and you don't need to know right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and, and it was, it was understanding that like not needing to know and being in the, not being in the know was a peaceful place that I could exist in, um, was a new, new concept for me this time around. Yeah. Um, I genuinely can tell you, like I had peace in every in every circumstance. Whatever Yolanda threw at me, of hey, by the way, I'm kind of thinking this now. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, okay, we'll ask God about it, um, see what He says. Um, and there's just that peace of knowing that, like, I'm not walking this alone. Um, God has gone before me, and none of this surprises Him. So why should I let it surprise me? Why right. should I let it deter me? Um, right. So as you uh, describe that, um, you know, it's a path. And he said, yeah, you're, you're, as far as you know, 
this is the path I have you on, and you're going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It wasn't the final answer, and Kathy would try to help people understand that because they said, well, wait a minute, he said this, and it didn't turn out to be that. Um, why didn't he just tell me that way back when? Uh, he said, well, <laughs> I'm working on things, uh, like you said, uh, that you don't even understand or even need to know now. I just need you on the path. If I divert the path, let me divert the path, but I needed you down that path, you know. Yes. Uh, so it's a, it's a beautiful expression of it's, it's a walk, it's a path. He'll let you know, yes, you're on the right path, maybe not at the end, at the end of the line yet. Uh, and, and, of course, now, by the way, here you are, and you two um, will we'll have to have you back because uh, we're at the end of our time here. But uh, we know <laughs> there's, another, there's another element of story coming because now that you're here, the question is, uh, we, we understand it, we're enjoying it, but your question is, well, now what? Uh, yep. and, and there's a now what? There's a, hey, there's more to the path, stay with me. Uh, and it'll be fun to have you back to share again, okay, what, what exciting thing happened next uh, that we'll, you'll be able to share. We're just so thrilled to have you guys share your heart and see the beauty of it. And uh, uh, Kathy and I know Kathy is, is thrilled to just understand that you actually live it out and you get to experience it, we get to have you bear witness to that. That thrills our heart. Uh, how cool is this uh, <laughs> of what happened and is happening? And uh, we just pray that you continue to walk that way and, and uh, live, live the life. It's gonna be spectacular, you know, what God has for you. So thank you so much again for joining us and sharing this fantastic story. And we hope everybody really enjoyed it. So Kathy, we'll, uh, yes. we'll have him uh, in a couple months. We'll have him, we'll have him back and uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to see it. So. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us. And thank you for joining us as listeners today. If today brought up questions for you um, and you're sitting in that liminal space waiting for answers from God and you want some help processing, absolutely send your questions into us at questions at afjministry.com questions at afjministry.com and um, let us help step you through some of that too, because yeah. the way that God intimately leads Josh and Emily and Rich and I, and so many of our other guests that are on here is something that is available to everyone who wants to step into that with him. Yeah. So be encouraged. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. And uh, we look forward to have a, have a nice uh, summer at the beach. <laughs> we'll see you Absolutely. Thanks for having us on guys. Okay. All right. It. See you soon. Take care. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.